the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, we do know. Oh, we know. We, we better know. It's 4 o'clock. It's actually after 4 o'clock. I don't know o'clock. if we know. It's five minutes past the 4 o'clock hour. Happy Monday to you, Kath. Thank you, John. Yeah, in the know, of course. It's a weird day, isn't it? It is a weird day. It's kind of cold, which is weird. It's like it's damp. It's in the 60s, it's though. It's damp cold. When I came in, it was only, thank you, Christy, it was only 55, mm-hmm. and it was the damp 55, which makes you feel like you should be wearing a coat and socks. You know that damp 55? Yeah. the damp, Oh, it's yeah. 54. Yeah, yeah. Rain showers. So, yeah. But tomorrow is supposed to be a significant improvement. Excellent. I think low 70s tomorrow? Spring is here. When you say? Yeah, because the Masters was on over the weekend. Oh, right. Did you watch it all? Yes. Did you? <laughs> yes. Never in my life, in my entire life, have I not watched the Masters. Really? Really? Yeah, there's never been a year I didn't watch Was your dad uh, into the golf? Oh, he Was he a golfer? Yes. Really? Not a, not, he didn't really love to play as much as he really loved the game to mm-hmm, watch it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is how I am because I'm really terrible. You've been out? I mean. Well, what if you really like, sort of on- applied yourself? I've got to be honest. going to hire a Can tutor? I say something that might be in an unpo- I don't know how, you, how listeners will feel about it. It's just it seems like an expensive sport and you need a lot of time. Yeah. And so w- without having a lot of money or time, it doesn't seem like it's a sport for me. <laughs> Might I suggest putt-putt? <laughs> and I don't like putt-putt. I love putt-putt. I know you do. And I'd probably enjoy it yeah. if, if we did like the ride home putt-putt, the three of Why us. Why don't we do the ride home putt-putt some Friday fun. night? That'd be pretty fun. What's the place out there in the North Hills? Nice. Nice. They've mm-hmm. got two courses. Mm-hmm. Right. We used to go to Golf World, but then Golf World went out of business. Yeah, right. It's unbelievable. It's golf world. Yes, it is. That was the kids. Uh, I mean, I love I love a little putt putt. Plus, yeah. there's a snack around it. As long as there's a snack. The worst thing about putt putt is feeling the pressure of someone behind or, you. Or and that person is like a serious golfer, or they're, they're in a hurry, and they're trying to bring their brand of like right. I'm really trying to excel in the sport to the putt putt course. <laughs> Can't stand that. I really don't yeah. like putt putt. I Why? Think because, Why? Because I've had so many experiences with people like that, oh. where I just feel like you know what this is. This is supposed to be stupid, and we're supposed to be appreciating Enjoying the ourselves. fact that it's dumb, right? Not like being well. You know, tense you can just intense, intentionally sort of like go. You go in front of me. Everybody in America can go in front of me because I don't really care. Because I'm, I'm here for the laughs, everybody, basically. Everybody in America can go. No, America. right? Like I'm, you're just here to yes, like, you're just here to goof right. around and have a good time. Yeah. Not to be an idiot, right. but you know to have a laugh and right. be with your family. And you know, oh look, I miss the windmill or the, the dog's mouth, whatever is going on. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's silly, and we should appreciate it as I know, such. Right. And then you, you should always have like a snack with you as you're going. Right. Right. 
so what you what are you bringing like popcorn you're making it at home you're carrying it in a paper bag no no, (laughs) no. wonder you're so bad well they always have don't they have snow they have soda and chips and whatnot right yeah but what do you i don't want to be carrying all that while i'm going through the thing because what do you have like a little shoulder bag you got with you sure or you have a caddy (laughs) you have one of your one of your sons on the bag okay maybe you can have like he's got instead of clubs he's Mm. got you know barbecued fritos and a diet mountain i like that how about okay then a snack would be like a box of junior mints in your back pocket okay well that's okay that could right. or maybe um just like your basic winter green lifesavers that's not a snack. It's not really a snack. You want to have a little, but you know. Forget said, I'm embarrassed okay. I even suggested right. But that. anyway, so at some point in the near future, there may be the ride home, Putt-Putt National. I look forward to it. Have you been to the uh, driving range? No. You know, out there on 79? Boom. Blasting those balls like from six stories The high. one out in Warrendale? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be really terrific. I, I'm not a golfer, but I like a driving range. Sure. All right. You would do that? Would you do that? I'd do it. Yeah, I'd be really bad at it. My swing is bad. Christy? I'm all for this whole idea. Okay, Fabulous. I can't wait. Are you this a golfer, great. Christy? Uh, yes and no. What, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, I go, but I'm not good. Okay, right. Good. But Who I haven't cares? been this year. All right. right. That's what we want to hear. She goes, but she's not good. I like it. That's the kind of friend I want. Okay, good. Okay. Um, oh, let's look at the news, right? Yeah, That's I'm what we're ready. here for. Yeah. So without further ado, Kath, please, the top stories. Give us the top four at four. For Monday, I tell you, it is a Monday, mm-hmm. April 11th, 2022. Number one, the Steeler organization and all of us in Pittsburgh still reeling from the tragic death of quarterback Dwayne Haskins early Saturday morning in Florida. Haskins, only 24 years old, newly married, a ton of talent. Just such a heartbreaking story. Uh, an investigation underway to determine what happened in the traffic accident that claimed his life. But the most important thing to say now is our most heartfelt condolences mm. to his mom and dad, his yep. sister, everybody, his wife, at, his wife everybody at the Steelers. It's a tragedy. Uh, who that. loved and appreciated him. And uh, it's just horrible. Just horrible. It's really hard to get your mind around that. But um, our very best to the family and friends of Dwayne Haskins. Number two, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky gave an in-depth interview to CBS 60 Minutes that was aired last evening. Really? Was it? Did you see it, John? No. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. Really? It was incredible. It really was. He was candid about the situation he and his country face, uh, unswerving John about about leaving Kiev. He's staying there. He's been in the same building with his team for the last um, nearly two months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a fortified situation down there. He gave Scott Pelley a lot of access and a lot of time. A lot of time. It's definitely worth watching. You can see it on the Good. CBS uh, News website. Um, he came out and said, I don't feel like the U.S. has done enough to help us, but I don't have the right to ask that because I'm not the superpower. So he said, I want you to do more, but I also don't have a right to ask for more. So, um, but boy, well-spoken, courageous, uh, forthright. It's a, it's a gripping interview. So give that a look on CBS. Number three, Mimi Reinhardt, a secretary in Oscar Schindler's office who typed Mm -hmm. up the list of Jews he saved from extermination by Nazi Germany has died in Israel at the age of 107. 
1907. She was one of 1,200 Jews saved by Schindler after he bribed Nazis uh, to let him keep them as workers in his factories, of course, made into the 93 film Schindler's List. Um, After the war, she made her way to the U.S., where she lived until emigrating to Israel in 07 at the age of 92. Mm. Her son said that after coming to Israel, she became kind of a celebrity because of the movie, something that he said, quote, pumped another 15 years into her life. Excellent. Fabulous. And number four, Scotty Scheffler won the Masters yesterday, golf's biggest and grandest tournament at Augusta National. He is 25 years old, and in the past 57 days, he's never won anything on the tour. In the past 57 days, he's won four tournaments, including the Masters. Uh, the biggest roars of the day were for Rory McIlroy, who tied um, a Masters record with a score of 64 mm. on Sunday. He birdied 18 in an unbelievable scene. It was just absolutely so terrific. Um, Tiger Woods, not even expected to make the cut, did make the cut, made it through all 72 holes, ended up, I think he was plus 13 at the end, but he was so beloved when he finished on Sunday. Two standing ovations, unbelievable roars of the crowd. I mean, it was really something to see. Um, But for Scheffler, who won, he got his green jacket, gold coin, his replica winner's trophy, and a payout of only $2.7 million. And that's your top four. Four good days of work. Okay, we'll step away. We do come back. We start off Monday, as we always do, by going to the White House. Greg Clugston is with us shortly. Stay tuned for that, an update of what's happening around the world and in the nation's capital. Listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, it's the ride home here on 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D. 101.5 W-O-R-D. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84, Pennsylvania. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. 
Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirleysburg, PA featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom Bethel Music Newsboys Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. We go to the nation's capital where Greg Cluxton joins us. Greg Cluxton is the SRN News White House correspondent, bringing us up to date of the goings-on in and around. Greg, welcome back. Happy Monday to you, friend. Thank you, John. Happy Monday to you and to Kathy. Great to be here, as always. Greg, last night, um, Scott Pelley had a really uh, terrific interview on 60 Minutes with uh, Volodymyr Zelensky from his... the edifice we're not sure exactly what it's like where he's been holed up with his team for the last 60 days um it was really gripping um and he was forthright about what he feels like he and his country need and that they are the kind of they're the he said there i forget the words he used but basically they ukrainians are standing between vladimir putin and the rest of the civilized world yeah, um, I got part of that as well, and uh, it, it you know gripping is one way to describe it. And uh, immensely uh, sad and uh, desperate scenes we're, we're learning about and seeing and getting reports on with each passing day. This this war is closing in on seven weeks old later this week, and we have learned from the mayor of uh, the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol. That they believe that authorities there believe that more than ten thousand civilians in just that city have been killed, oh and gosh. that number could be um, twice that when the full death count is uh, is realized. So, um, and you know the pictures uh, are just are, are just awful, and we're hearing reports of um, very disturbing uh, details about women as they're being fleed uh, as they're fleeing the area and fleeing for safety, and so. Um, much like we have have discussed here on Monday, the last couple of weeks, um, there there doesn't seem to be a brighter scenario in terms of the war ending anytime soon. Despite last week's uh, effort by the White House and other governments around the world to even increase the economic sanctions and the uh, the punishment against Moscow in an effort to try and change behavior. That behavior has not changed yet. Right. So it seems, uh, Greg, as though it's in for the long haul. I'm surprised uh, to see finally the release of figures of people who have perished in this war. It felt for a long time as though, you know, it just wasn't available for the news media to comment on. Yeah, it did. Um Sorry, we got a local emergency alert here in the D.C. area, but we're okay. Thank you. Yeah, it it looked, uh, and obviously Russian troops have have faced uh, uh, a very forceful military 
uh, of the Ukrainian forces, and the people there have uh, simply been been really stellar in defending their nation and standing guard. And, and we see that in the leadership of, of Zelensky in, in interviews like we saw last night, but also just the, the inspiration that he really uh, is spreading in his country and throughout the world. His popularity ratings are, are through the roof in terms of people mm-hmm. inside and outside Ukraine looking at his leadership. Um, but you, you're right, John, to your point, it looked as if um, this, you know, yeah, that with pushing back the Russian forces, um, even though we were seeing some awful images of damage and destruction in Ukraine, that possibly civilian deaths uh, weren't as bad as feared. But now it seems to be the opposite as uh, we're getting a, a, a clearer picture of the destruction and the death there. So interesting, the line he walked and, and the whole the whole concept of of a president of a country that's being attacked being on 60 minutes. is <laughs> just it's it's a it's a crazy uh, situation we're in with the amount of digital access we have to people who are in such dire circumstance. Um, but hearing Zelensky say, look, I don't feel like America has done enough for us while at the same time he was saying, but I know I don't have a right to ask. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the friction, I guess, here because you've got the U.S. and you've got a lot of uh, NATO and other allies and partners that really have stepped up and are unified in their their moral outrage and their efforts to try and punish the Russian government and Putin and his family and oligarchs and the elite there uh, to try and change the behavior. But there has been a line drawn, as we've discussed as well, and that is. Um, a, a very strong resistance by the U.S. and NATO to engage in direct military combat with with Moscow, which is a nu- which is a nuclear power country than Russia, and so th- there is that concern. And so, uh, if, as bad as these images are, and as as horrible as the civilian death numbers uh, are and are going to be, uh, so far there is not besides sending in military weaponry for the Ukrainians to use. Uh, nobody else is jumping in to actually, uh, you know, man, you know, offer manpower on this. So that's that's the situation where we are right now, and it's uh, it's very it's very disturbing, obviously, for that region and, and for people who are looking at the scenes. Live from Washington D.C., we're talking with Greg Clugson, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, history was made. Katanji Brown nominated and confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice. Talk to us about that, please. Yeah, the White House uh, was in celebration mood at the uh, mode at the end of last week. Uh, a massive South Lawn ceremony of celebration as the president and the vice president were there along with uh, the soon-to-be Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. And so obviously this is a big deal for any president uh, to have mm-hmm. a nominee confirmed by the, by the U.S. Senate, which was official last week, three Republicans joined with all 50 Democrats in the Senate uh, for that 53 to 47 vote in favor uh, of Jackson going to the Supreme Court. Now, she um, she's not going to be on the court just yet. She's uh, replacing the retiring Justice Stephen Breyer, and he's staying on the court through the end of the current term, which will likely end uh, typically at the end of June. And so she would then take uh, her seat on the on the bench at that point, and probably wouldn't uh, see any real um, Supreme Court action until the fall term in the first week of October. It is hard to believe, looking back, uh, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court. I think there were only two no votes. Uh, And to think of where we are, it seems like from now on, 
I can only imagine that we're going to have party line votes right. when it comes to these people. Yeah, that's that's what we've come to. And what's interesting is Katanji Brown Jackson, she had many more votes in favor from Republicans when she was um confirmed sure. um a year or so ago to the federal right. bench, to the federal court position that she currently has held. And uh but once she once it was, you know, being nominated to the Supreme Court, then that's when the political um, you know, pressure, you know, stepped in mm-hmm. and, and took over. And you're right, Kathy, I think that's that's where we're going now. Um, you know, and, and the interesting thing is when when the Constitution calls for the you know the advice and consent of the Senate, it's not saying that uh, a member of the Senate who votes in favor of any Supreme Court nominee is going to necessarily agree with the rulings or with the position, uh, but whether or not that person is qualified. And this goes both ways, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, but we're at a point now where it's uh, very polarized and very divided. Greg, talk to us now about uh, President Biden visiting Iowa tomorrow. Yeah, anytime uh, politicians, especially at the national level, uh, head to Iowa, you start thinking about the potential election cycle. Uh, Now, I know it's 2022. We do have midterm elections coming up later this year. Uh, but the 2024 presidential race cycle is is around the corner. Now, that's not the purpose of this trip. However, the president is going to um, a town just outside of Des Moines, Iowa, tomorrow, and it's part of an effort by the by the White House and the administration to really, really tout and push elements of uh, the uh, the infrastructure plan that was uh, approved and passed last year. And part of part of the funding in the infrastructure plan is really going to be helping with uh, getting broad-based Internet and things, in, especially in rural areas. So there's going to be a real rural effort, real push by the administration to focus on rural parts of the country, not just by the president, but by cabinet secretaries and other people as well. But it's also interesting because Democrats um, have really had uh, trouble in the last few uh, election cycles, the last few years, of attracting rural voter support. They're strong in the cities and in a lot of the suburbs, but no longer do they have that, uh, you know, stronghold in the in the rural areas. So it's going to serve a double purpose here for this White House, and we'll just have to see how many more treks the president makes back to Iowa here in the next year or so. All right, Greg, we understand you have to leave us just a bit early today, so I want to make sure that I get this in. First of all, thank you so much for your time today. And coming up next, we're going to be talking about America's favorite breakfast cereal mm. based on uh, latest survey results. And so is it too much of a personal you know, invasion of privacy if we ask you what, first of all, if you are a cereal fan and if you are, what your favorite choices might be? I am I am a cereal fan. Um, nothing nothing like having a bowl of cereal late in the evening before you go to bed. What? I mean, Don't you some, think that's not healthy though, Greg? But I'm tempted I, by the same thing. No, believe me, I know it's not, and I, I try not to eat too much after seven or eight o'clock anymore at this stage in my life. <laughs> but, uh, instead of instead of a bowl of cereal, I I mean instead of a bowl of ice cream that some people go for, I love a bowl of cereal. Okay, and what are you and, choosing? Uh, well, um, I, I don't I don't go as sweet as I used to in days past. I used to like the uh, like the honey smacks or sugar smacks. Of course or you did. Like that. That's yeah, the yeah. high. That's the and, highest uh, percentage sugar uh, cereal, by the way, overall. And mm-hmm. that's why uh, that's why I used to love it so much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, grape nuts flakes or corn checks. I gotta love both of those. Corn checks. Listen, right. I was just talking about those the other day, and John and Christy looked at me like I had two heads. It's gravel and milk. No, no, not the grape nuts flakes. 
which is Flakes. different than grape nuts. Yeah, really? they're they're hard to find, but they're out there. Although I have to say, I, I like the uh, I like the gravel as well. <laughs> of course, thank you, Greg. <laughs> Always a pleasure, Greg. Thanks so much for your time. Have a good week, you guys. Thank you, Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, live from our nation's capital. Information by Greg at wordfm.com. Coming up next, what is America's favorite cereal? What is it? We'll go to the internet for the latest survey results and ask you. All right. Coming up, right on. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we are a family mortgage team committed to Word FM. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama. Or maybe the next LeBron James. Try OZY.com right now. Ozzy. It's like a latte for your mind. Get some. The needs are immense. Uh, I've never really seen poverty at this level before. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Have you ever had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? Most of us have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. The basic needs are not being met at a local level, especially in the rural communities that we serve. If you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, call 866-806-297. 866-806-2977 or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Tonight, cloudy with a couple of showers and a low 48. Partial sunshine for tomorrow with a high 66. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy with a low of 56. Wednesday, mostly cloudy and warm with a thunderstorm and a high 73. And a bit of rain Thursday with a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. 
data from 2021 <laughs> is out today. Cereal data. On, some, on something as important as what people are eating in the breakfast cereal world. Mm-hmm. Now, demand for breakfast cereal absolutely skyrocketed really? during COVID. Really? I mean, it was crazy town. Um, so people were stuck in their house, feeling anxious, uncertain. And apparently their coping mechanism was to order as much breakfast cereal from Amazon as possible. Yes. I have no desire. For breakfast cereal? No. I used to eat it, but it's been many, 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 many years. Okay. However, I'd be happy to give you my picks. I'm happy to hear your picks. Let me tell you Mm -hmm. that um, during COVID, um, this is um, March, like just when it was beginning. So when things were just shutting down, Mm -hmm. right? There were certain cereals that experienced a huge increase. And these are all Amazon uh, stats Deliver. that are out. Okay. Um, can I just give you yeah. the ones that had the biggest leap when COVID was just starting and okay. everything else was shutting down? We have a uh, life cereal mm-hmm. experienced a 145% increase. Really? Checks. No, I like a checks. Frosted flakes, 163%. Increase raisin bran, one hundred and sixty eight percent increase. Mm. Corn flakes, that's a surprise to me, one hundred sixty eight percent. And the highest demand, the highest percentage yeah. increase during those first uh, weeks of COVID, honey nut Cheerios. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. Stuff. Which I think is a crowd pleaser. Yeah, anyway, yeah. but let's get our attention back to all of twenty twenty one, and I will give you the stats for the most important cereals. If you want to give me your top three first, top and three. Then I'll let you know how you. You know, fair according to national average. Christy, can we begin with you? Yep. Number three, Crunch Berries. Crunch Berries. All right. Number two, Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> yes. I feel like you're hating on me. That's what I ate for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I love it so much. Number one, Lucky Charms. <laughs> oh, that is so excellent. John. Uh, three, two, one, Captain Crunch. Okay. Frosted Flakes. Really? Mm-hmm. Honey Bunch of Votes. Honey bunches of oats made it to the top. Number one. Top yeah. shelf. It's excellent. Okay. Now you'll mock me roundly. Uh-oh. Here we both go. Both of you. I don't care. Number three, special cave strawberries. Oh. Okay. Pinch an inch. Number two, a tie between frosted mini wheats mm. and post raisin bran, not Kellogg's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And number one, all the time, every day is grape nuts. Ew. Okay. All right. Fine. Demand for breakfast cereal, however, in 2021. Can I give you the top five here? Yeah, please. Okay. This is a uh, uh, five, four, three, two, two one. Three, four, five. Honey Nut Cheerios, number five. Mm-hmm. Number four, Lucky Charms. Mm. Number three, Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. Number two, a surprise pick, Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah. They're crowd pleasers. They are, but I'm surprised they're number two. Number one in all of 2021, one that has not been mentioned by any of the three of us. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Hmm. Cinnamon Toast I think crunch. that's too much. That's way too much. There's a lot going much. on. After that whole shrimp tail debacle, exactly. I stayed away. Me too. What shrimp tail debacle? Remember that? Yeah. Some, what? Somebody found shrimp tails mm-hmm. in his cereal box of mm-hmm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And it wasn't a prize. Really? How did you get a shrimp tail in a box of cereal? That was the question. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I like a cereal, but it feels like a lot of wasted calories. Well, it is. Right, if you're going mean, to eat something, that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd rather have like a box of Mike and Ike's instead of some cereal. Okay, that's interesting because I'd much rather have cereal than Mike and Ike's. Oh, really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Give me a candy bar. I mean, like an almond joy. If I had an almond joy at eight a.m., I'd feel better. 
I'd be happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take a quick break. Come back. We're just getting underway. This is the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Thin discipleship. Yes. We know what that's like, do we not? Or do we? Stick around. It's The Ride Home. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. The Holy Spirit relates to believers on many levels, but often most believers are unaware of just how. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie explains how the Spirit points out our sin that points us to our Savior. That and insight to prepare us for Easter. This week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. Non-attorney spokesperson and sponsored by Open Jar Concepts. Attention veterans and active duty military. If you were issued earplugs between 2002 and 2016 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-889-7814 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-889-7814 now. Again, 800-889-7814. That's 800-889-7814. Circle up, team. We've got status. Evelyn's marketing consultancy client roster is skyrocketing. Okay, so this week is a biggie. We've got the pitch and three client meetings. She needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets. Who's running the competitive analysis on fruit snacks? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. When it comes to discipleship, requires a lot of things. It requires a lot of commitment. It requires the, you know, everyday, you know, long obedience in the same direction. Yeah. Um, it uh, requires a lot of substance. And it also requires emotion. Like you need to bo- use both your right and left brain. Um, but 
I haven't heard the term thin discipleship before, and that's what we've invited our next guest on to talk about. Bob Stevenson is with us. Uh, we saw an article that he wrote in on mereorthodoxy.com called Thin Discipleship. You can find it there. Um, Bob is a husband, a father of four, serves as lead pastor of Village Baptist Church. First of all, Bob, welcome in. Second of all, tell us where Village Baptist Church is. Thanks so much for having me. Um, we are in Aurora, uh, Illinois, which is in the western okay. suburbs of Chicago, yeah. just about 40, uh, 40 minutes west. Very nice. Okay. So, Bob, it's an interesting phrase, as Cass said. We've not heard this before, thin discipleship, but considering, as uh, you talk about in your piece, where we are as lovers of Jesus Christ, you would call us evangelicals. That has become a dirty word in this uh, this country as of late, has it not? Well, sometimes uh, it depends on how it's used. It it's it sometimes has be, uh, turned into a word that's so broad that it doesn't. We don't really know what it's talking about. Um, I uh, saw a clip of um, a conversation with Ryan Burge uh, recently, and uh, you know that's a great example of how evangelical is uh, a term that gets used to define kind of political standing um, or. People might even use it just uh, in terms of cultural Christianity, um, but I obviously mean it when I talk about evangelicalism, and I, I still think there's value in using it. I mean, sure there is. The, um, the word that describes um, kind of the historic Protestant um, uh, Reformation convictions that uh, we've seen uh, in um, throughout throughout history and specifically in the United States and over the past several hundred years. Mm-hmm. So this idea of thin discipleship, I mean, I, without, I'm trying to pretend like I didn't read the article. Um, it certainly doesn't sure. sound like something you'd want. Well, correct. Um, one of the things that me and my co-author, uh, Josh Fensko, were trying to engage with is this idea that Jesus calls us to follow him in all of life. Uh, where we are. And there, I think a perennial struggle in uh, with Christianity is this idea of compartmentalizing Jesus, mm-hmm. putting Jesus in a box and saying, I follow Jesus uh, to get me into heaven. I follow Jesus uh, with my morals in general. But when it comes to my politics, when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, thinking about social issues, well, those uh, those are more partisan or those are uh, determined on other grounds and really wanted to communicate this idea. Uh, you know, the thin piece was, is, is the negative, but the, the positive side is, is this idea of thick discipleship where Jesus as Lord affects everything. I, I learned to think about um, everything, including how I vote, how I engage the poor in my community, how I think about my role as a citizen in my neighborhood, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, yes. and what kind of life does he call me into? And then thinking creatively about how I apply that relationship with Jesus in those contexts. Yes. So that would presuppose, right, that as we are believers, that Jesus is first in all things. But, you know, in the world that we live in here in 2022 uh, in, in the United States, it feels as though politics in many ways has overridden our love of Christ. It, it does seem that way a lot. I think we've seen that in the way that a lot of churches have uh, struggled with um, divisions and even church splits within, especially over the past four, five years. 
um, politics seems to take the front seat. Uh, we've seen that in the way that a lot of uh, Christians have talked about racial justice mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. A, yeah. a lot of our issues become preeminent rather than than Christ being the central binding glue that yes. holds a whole bunch of people who are very different yeah. together. Um, we we allow our more natural partisan tendencies to take front seat. Yeah, isn't that the truth? We're talking to Bob Stevenson, talking about his article in MereOrthodoxy.com uh, called Thin Discipleship. Bob, talk about the idea of double listening. Um, I think that uh, it's, I mean, it's very complex. And um, having to listen to the Word of God and having to listen to culture is something that is very demanding. Um, but talk about the idea and how it's either done well or not done well. Yeah, double listening is a concept uh, that John Stott introduces, and, and my co-author actually alerted me to it. Um, and we we found it to be a really helpful uh, idea or, or construct. Um, you know, as, as Christians, I don't think any Christian is going to say, well, we shouldn't listen to the word of God, right? I mean, at least a, a kind of your standard evangelical. We Evangelicals, by definition, have a very high view of Scripture. We all know that uh, we need to listen to God. We need to um, know his word. Um, but there's a bit more skepticism when it comes to listening to the world. So we listen to the word, but then what about the world? Um, and sometimes what happens is we create this binary distinction, this dichotomy, right? Like God's word is good, um, but then the the sciences or um, political theory or social sciences or this, you know, those are suspect because those are secular. Those are um, not the Bible. And the reality is, is all of us are inhabiting a culture. All of us inhabit a society. All of us are shaped by um, our place in that society. And if the gospel is good news, if Jesus calls us to a life of discipleship where we are, then it has to be able to speak into those situations, has to speak into those contexts. But if we don't know our own culture, if we're not, if we don't understand the forces that shape us, if we don't question the assumptions that we bring to the word, then we're going to find it very difficult to challenge those things, to speak into them, and to address the real needs in our society. So that requires this idea of double listening, of listening first and foremost to the word of God but then also listening carefully to the world around us and to the needs. I think Stott says, the he calls it the cries and the sighs of the world around us so that we can speak God's good news into that world in a potent and powerful way. Another way of, of thinking about this, um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people know his book, Discipleship, um, or his smaller book, Life Together, um, but he, he actually worked on an ethics, and uh, his ethics I found to be tremendously helpful. Um, but one of the things he does in that is he talks about the ultimate and the penultimate, and it kind of coheres with Stott's double listening. Um, you know, the ultimate is uh, the, the final source of authority. It's, it's Christ. The penultimate is everything that's kind of behind that, that's not mm-hmm. as important, Right. But, you know, the, the penultimate is like the earthy side of, of life. The ultimate is Jesus. 
And Bonhoeffer cautions against choosing one or the other. He says, uh, both matter, both are important. And we know this because Jesus took on flesh, right? Jesus became human. He entered our world. The penultimate matters quite a bit. Um, but you can't reverse the order, right? The ultimate has to stay the ultimate. Jesus has to stay the ultimate. And same thing with double listening. The word has to be preeminent in all things. But we can't ignore the penultimate. We can't ignore the world in which we live. We have to actually understand it so that we can speak the word about the ultimate into that world well. Hmm. So then how does this work, Bob? I mean, when you think about the penultimate and where we are today, I mean, back to politics or to so-called wokeness. I mean, people talk about um, like a hot-button issue today in the world and, of course, in the church as well, critical race theory, you know, all those things together. Uh, uh, being aware, of course, about the sovereignty of Jesus in our lives, but at the same time, being a citizen of the world in the 21st century and in 2022, where, you know, social, political justice issues are very relevant and wanting to be a faithful Christian and being engaged in that conversation, it gets very messy, doesn't it? Because people's definitions are kind of shifting depending upon who you are, your age, your social background, your, you know, religious background, your racial background, all those things together, it's hard to untangle the spaghetti and make sense of it all and still have Christ in the middle. Yeah, and that that's one of, it's a huge challenge. It's something that I'm passionate about um, helping Christians to do well. I think, I think one of the important starting places is learning to separate out what is good information and what's polemics like there's a lot of um weaponized knowledge or weaponized research out there right to try to get my team to win um a lot of takedown pieces a lot of emotionally charged pieces gotcha and usually the polemical writing out there um i mean there's there's value in it for sure um but a a lot of time there's there's an agenda right to um uh, to my side wins. push kind of my position. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. What's, what's hard is something like, um, like, okay. You mentioned critical race theory. Critical race theory is one of those, I, frankly, bizarre uh, hot button issues that um, is, is an interesting discussion to have, but is not the um, apocalyptic church ending crisis that a lot of people have made it out to be it's become a polemic issue Mm -hmm. and and it's become in in some ways i'm gonna in some ways it's become kind of propaganda um and i'm still not exactly sure why that um is the uh the the issue of choice and why people who feel so strongly about it oftentimes can't really define what it is which and tells see, you that, that ha- which tells you that it really is propaganda and not a type of like deep moral conviction. Exactly. And when that happens, when you start getting into fuzzy definitions and people don't really know what they're talking about, but they're really they have a lot of opinions about it. You, you kind of have to step back and say, now hold on, what's going on? So, what do you do about these issues? I mean, a, a lot of. Uh, what I recommend is, is learning (laughs) it, taking time to read, to study, to understand. Um, so for example, after, um, 
the uh, when George Floyd was killed, uh, and we had all of the, the the marches, and everybody was talking about uh, race again in, in very upfront ways. Um, one of the things that I did was I tried to publish a, a reading list for people. Like, okay, you want you're, we're talking about race, great. So where do you start? Um, and and if all you do is you read you know an article on somebody's blog and you say i've got it well that, that's not really no. that's not enough part of this double listening is actually is doing research understanding the issues whether it's whether it's politics whether it's um uh, issues of sexuality whether it's issues of race or uh the economy fill in the blank but understanding the issues by reading material that's representative of what it's actually uh, what, what the issue actually is 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 the place you want to start right and then, you know, the hard work then is for a Christian to take that and think theologically, to think yeah. through a, um, a, a cruciform lens, right? The, the lens of the cross mm-hmm. and say, then how do we engage this as followers of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and there's the difficulty. Yeah, there's diff- and you can't, you really can't miss either step. And that's what makes it so ch- challenging. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I'm really happy that you could be with us today, Bob. We're out of time. Um, we'd love to have you join us again. I want to highly recommend this piece in mereorthodoxy.com. It's entitled Thin Discipleship. Very Bob dense, Stevenson. but Bob, thanks an Thank awful you, lot. Bob. Thank you. We'll take a, a break, step aside for just a little minute. It's National Poetry Month. That's and, right. And uh, we've been featuring poems as the month rolls on. Stay with us. That's next. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experience, installation, and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 30 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right, call doing it right. 
McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. April's National Poetry Month. Oh, yeah. So to that end, we've been relishing it. Well, have we been relishing it? Yeah, I think so. Me being a newish convert to poetry Mm -hmm. the last six or seven years, Mm -hmm. prior to that my entire life, I was like, this is ridiculous. Who has time for this? This is stupid. Roses are red, violets are blue. Exactly. I'll write you a limerick, and that's the extent of it. Anyway, John sucked me into this um, by bringing like... You know, highfalutin academic types onto f- the show every day oh, until right. I was convinced that this was highfalutin. Anyway, they all convinced me, and you were right. Um, so today um, is a, today's poem that we're going to read for you by G.K. Chesterton. Yeah, is a reflection on Palm Sunday, which we celebrated yesterday. Right, and you know there were certain memes that were floating around yesterday on Palm Sunday. Did you see the one from Beth Moore, where no. she had a photograph of a donkey? Oh, that, uh, that's her neighbor, Donk. Yeah. Yeah. Giving him a special carrot. Yeah, because right? so it's th- a big day. Yeah, right. Of course. So you think about the donkey, the role of the lowly donkey yes. with Jesus. And, you know, a little tiny donkey. And there on his back is the king of the universe. I mean, it's just... It's so G.K. Chesterton has reflected upon this, and he writes this from... The poem is called The Donkey. And he writes, When fishes flew and forests walked and figs grew upon thorn... Some moment when the moon was blood, then surely I was born. With monstrous head and sickening cry, all ears like errant wings, the devil's walking parody of all four-footed things, the tattered outlaw of the earth, of ancient crooked will. Starve, scourge, deride me. I am dumb. I keep my secret still. Fools. For I also had my hour, one far fiercer hour and sweet. There was a shout above my ears and palms before my feet. The Donkey, G.K. Chesterton. That's wonderful. Isn't that fabulous? I mean, from the perspective of this lowly donkey oh. who has, right, of course, he's starved, he's scourged, right. he he's derided. Terrible, he has a nasty voice, right. a big head. Yeah. Crazy years. The devil's walking parody. Right. The poor donkey. Right. Right. But you're all fools because I had a big day. Oh my gosh. He had his moment. I had a big day. Wouldn't like to, have you ever ridden donkey? I don't know if I have. I mean, not the easiest thing. No, of course. And that's why I think Jesus is like, give me a, a, a baby donkey. Yeah. Something more 
but I would love to own. I one. love donkeys. Me too. I think they're just. I love their faces. Mm-hmm. I think they're really wonderful animals. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool? Like there's like yeah. a donkey rescue. Yeah, yeah. Right, where people. I, I, how would you abuse a donkey? And uh, people. Listen, humans can abuse anything. Yes, they hey, can. speaking of, it's National Pet Day. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Christy, can we salute your pet, please? Milo, the mini dachshund. <laughs> Milo, the mini dachshund. Happy, happy Pet Day, Milo. I love that. Mm. I'd like to salute um, Burton Guster, mm-hmm. my boy cat, and Princess Charlotte, my girl cat, mm-hmm. who are the loves of my life. Mm-hmm. They're very, very sweet and fluffy. Nice. And John is currently petless. No, no, that's not true. Oh, I, I got sucked into. I forgot oh, yeah. about Pip. Right, I got sucked into this bird oh, when my kid Pip. was like 12 and no, was like pleading. No, it's National Pet Day. Let's celebrate Pip. Hey, Pip. Love you. I mean, he's good. What's Pip? He's a green-cheeked conure. Okay. Very beautiful. Yes. Very, very... Talkative. Uh, yes. Great communication. But man, he can bite and draw blood. So you got to be very careful of Pip. Let's celebrate Pip and stuff. Hey, Pip. Anyway. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. The Pentagon's latest assessment is that Russia is gearing up for an intensified military offensive in the Donbass, which is a region in eastern Ukraine. A senior U.S. defense official says the Russians are moving more troops and materiel toward that area and are focusing many of their missile strikes there as well. Earlier today, President Biden held a virtual meeting with India's prime minister. The United States and India are going to continue our close consultation on how to manage the destabilizing effects of this Russian war. Meanwhile, Ukraine's president says Russia's siege of Mariupol has destroyed the city and is likely to have killed tens of thousands of people. Alabama's new transgender law already under attack in the courts. A suit filed in federal court today trying to block a law that makes it a crime for doctors to aid in the gender transition of anybody under age 19. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8:36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-3156. I was 11 years old at my first national championships. I fell I don't know how many times. Michelle Kwong is the most decorated figure skater in U.S. history. When I had a dream, my dream came true because I dedicated myself. Dedication made Michelle Kwong a champion. I was passionate about something and I made sure that I worked hard for it. And dedication can make your dreams a reality. Whatever your dream and goals are, they can come true. Dedication. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. 
Spring is here and riding season has begun. This is John Steigerwald and Pitt Cycles has the new ride you're looking for. Or accessorize your current bike with their vast selection of parts, accessories, and riding gear. With demand outstripping supply for Indian motorcycles, now's the time to place your pre-sold order. Or choose their new Triumph line with 30 bikes currently in stock for immediate delivery. Pitt Cycles, your home for Indian, Triumph, KTM, Royal Enfield, and later this summer, BMW. Check them out at PittCycles.com. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. Tonight, cloudy with a couple of showers and a low 48. Partial sunshine for tomorrow with a high 66. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy with a low of 56. Wednesday, mostly cloudy and warm with a thunderstorm and a high 73. And a bit of rain Thursday with a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along. Monday of Holy Week, it is uh, for a lot of people, I believe. Isn't it interesting? Don't you think a lot of people, even in a secular world, get Friday off? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's yeah. true? Like a lot of businesses yep. will shut down. Who have zero connection to right. Right. to our Lord. Right, it's a cultural thing. I don't understand what. That's a very weird because it's not like it's Christmas, where of course it's a secular holiday. No, but a lot holiday. of people look at Easter as a secular holiday. It's a spring holiday. Look, they look at Good Friday as a secular holiday. Yeah, where the, we're going to kill the King of the World so we get the day off. Well. It just seems really. I mean, it's I'm, the same I'm, thing. It's the same thing as Christmas. Eve. I'm happy they're doing it. It's the it's the Easter version of Christmas Eve, which is that whether you believe anything or not, it's you a get holiday. the time off. I so guess. that's the winter holiday. This is the spring holiday. Spring. All right. Well, what's weird? Uh, there's a lot of things about you know this week. Of course, you're killing Jesus. That always it feels that always this week in the Middle East mm-hmm. there Very is violence. Times. There's great violence always. I saw this uh, on today's Newswire. Israel forces shoot and kill two Palestinians. Now, um, yesterday, was it yesterday or Saturday, a Palestinian came into the tomb of Joseph, which to me is shocking that there is such a thing. Mm -hmm. Did you know that there was? Yes, I did. I did not know this. Yeah. So that Joseph's tomb 
was vandalized in Israel. Of course, now it's it's not Israel proper because apparently it's an, a part of Israel that Palestine the Palestine also occupies, right? This gray area, so it's under a heavy guard. But somehow a Palestinian went in there and vandalized Joseph's tomb, so much so that it you know it's it looks like I showed you your photograph of it. It looks like it's been hit with a hammer or a crowbar mm-hmm. or something, yeah, right? I saw it. Uh, and so then from that activity. Israel, uh, they reacted as well, and then two Palestinians were killed, which, of course, as you would imagine, in this very tight mix of Palestinians and Israelis, there was violence in the street. Mm-hmm. And here it is. It's Holy Week. I don't know what all that means. Well, it just forces are underway, right? The, the demons, the, the devil is stirring the pot once again. Mm-hmm. I would say that. I just feel like there is something spiritually um, volatile is the best word I can come up with about that geographical spot. Oh I don't gosh. I don't mean to be uh, uh, I can't even think of a good word. What? I don't mean to be reading supernatural things. Into, well, you into, should be. I think that's but true. I, I, but I, I do think that. Uh, yeah. Why would you think that you don't want to be doing that when, well, when the fact that that's exactly what's happening? Yeah, I, I just feel like a lot of people would hear that and they would say, well, that's ridiculous. These are just geopolitical concerns. Who would say these that? Are ma- these are major religious groups that hate each other. So, of course, when it's their holiday, they're going to fight each other. It's just what they do. I, I think that would be the probably the main takeaway of the average person on what why this continues to go on during Holy Week. But behind the curtain of all that, of course, there are un, unseen forces, right? I, yeah. I think whether you, whether you're a believer in Jesus or not, people will say, of course, there are spiritual forces. Yeah. Unless you're a super hardcore mm-hmm. atheist, you would not believe that. Right. But I just can't imagine that that doesn't. It stirs itself up. There are also so uh, many different perspectives on the nation of Israel. Um, yes, especially yes. Um, historical well, I mean, ownership a- across political groups in America. Uh, but I was thinking in particular of the Christian Church. Uh, people look at it differently. People there are you know people who read the New Testament to say that the nation of Israel doesn't really matter. Mm anymore that we've been grafted in as gentiles and so we are what the new israel um and then there are others who would say that's complete bunk and that the 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 nation of israel absolutely matters and um and then there are people who are somewhere in the middle i would say of that who say okay well it does matter and we are grafted in and we are the new israel you know what i mean kind of a combination of the two yes right I mean, I, to me, I would say that Israel is the trunk of the tree in many ways. It, it, yeah, sure. Right, that all things have flown, from, you know, proceed from. Which is an indictment on all of us that we don't understand Judaism better. Mm-hmm. If, if we really believe that, then why do we know next to nothing right, about Judaism? Right, right, right. Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. Our Savior was Jewish. We take it Jewish. for granted. Right, we shouldn't. Right, the I, power and force of I feel of that it. way about, and I don't mean to point the finger at you, I'm pointing the finger at me. I am oh, very like ignorant. Uh, I'm only kidding. What did you say? That feels like it. I'm really kidding. <laughs> no, but I agree. I, you're you're right I, on both those counts, right? That I believe that it is the trunk of all and things I feel that like spring forth. We forced. should just know more about it. Mm-hmm. We should just anyway. That, 
to that end, we've invited several people um, to join us regularly who are who ha- are us. from Jewish background. We have two guests in particular, um, Jen Rosner and Michelle Van Loon, who both have Jewish roots. And so we talk to them on a monthly basis to try to kind of get us in the habit of recognizing what our roots are so that we can honor them, we can embrace Jewish brothers and sisters, have good conversations with them, um, and just you know, be more educated, aware, mindful, and yeah. mindful of all of that. I agree. Anyway, I'm glad you brought that up today, John. It's Very important good. on Holy Week. I think so, too. Yeah, and so Holy Week, I, I think about this because not to, you know, uh, disparage you in any way, you grew up in a faith tradition where Holy Week wasn't a thing. Not for, uh, no, it wasn't a thing. I mean, we had a Monday Thursday service, but and then we had Easter Sunday. Like today, I think about today. Like today, I think about Jesus in the temple. Right, Jesus rides in on the donkey on Palm Sunday. There he's a hero. People are laying down their cloaks. There's the donkey. It's super cool. People are waving their palms, of course. Mm-hmm. He's he's the hero. Celebration. And then he takes he takes his route in the in the area and he sees what he sees and goes, This is not good. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, the only time really you see Jesus, man, does he get mad? He's flipping he's flipping tables. That needs to be said. That needs to be mm-hmm. talked about. That needs to be examined. I mean, we think about you know our place in the world, especially as Christians who live in a deeply commercial world, and our role in it. And what do we do to sully the cross by throwing money yes. at it, buying, yep. selling, trading, and yep. part of it? And here we are, of course, right. right? And of course, it's Christian radio, and you know that's one of our backbones here. But I believe that you know there's a, a obviously a great need and necessity to be here. But it also comes, like all things do, the buying and selling, the trading, the cross. It's a very slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. It's something we need to be reminding mm-hmm. ourselves of, each other of, all the time. Anyway, we're going to talk about that the Monday of Holy Week at 535 with our guest, Michelle Van Loon, who I just mentioned. Um, but we're going to take a break now. When we come back, a creative solution to the friendship desert of modern adulthood. If you're an adult, you feel like you're in a friendship desert? If you do, you're not alone. We'll talk about it next. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Our present bodies are buried in corruption, but our resurrection bodies are incorruptible. They are not capable of deterioration or decay. When you get your new body, it's body for life. It's body for eternity. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've got a big old announcement. The biggest of big. Extra, extra, read all about it, big. Grab a seat. Pull up a chair. Cue the music. Welcome in the dancers. That might be pushing it. Eh, I didn't write this stuff. Okay, here's the big announcement. Any Word FM listener who uses United Faith Mortgage when purchasing a new home, we will pay $1,000 of your closing costs. Booyah! No gimmicks, no extra costs, just a healthy amount of niceness. Here's Uncle Ryan to wrap it up. The announcement is true. In reality, we believe that home purchases are going to pick back up this year, and we want to excite you to use us. We're a family mortgage team committed to this station, and we want to go the extra mile. We are the United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. 
Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. The uh uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. Uh Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. (laughs) Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I had somebody ask me the other day if this is my real voice. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. Like if I had the talent to do voices, this is the one I'm picking. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. A buddy of mine, he's a comic, he's from Australia, and talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he is great with women. And they hear me talk like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he can fix my tractor. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Which I can, but that's not the point. At wordfm.com slash night out. Kath, where have, what is the, um, the root of the friendships in your life? Is it mm. school? Is it work? Is it church? Where do the, the majority mm-hmm. of those major friendships come from? Well, I have a group of good friends who I have stayed close with ever since junior high. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So there's five of us. Wow, since Um, junior high. mm -hmm. Yeah, there's five of us. And we see each other twice a year. Mm -hmm. We have two things that we do together every year and have for a long time. In person. Yeah, one in the spring and one in the fall. Um, So that's one group. And then my other group, I would say, are my friends from church. Um, And you guys, my friends from work. Mm -hmm. So... Don't even. <laughs> Those of you who watch, who you know, the show is viewable. You can uh, open YouTube and watch it on the word Pittsburgh and see how they mock me. Um, so I would, I would say it's a combination of those things. Okay. What about you? Um, some friends from high school. Some friends from my theater background. Some friends from church. Mm-hmm. And I wonder... Well, no friends from work mentioned, Christy. Did you catch that? I see where we fall, John. Yeah. That's sad. That's why he didn't come out with us a couple nights ago. Or a couple nights ago. I, hey, yeah, he was trying to get true. the point across, that is Christy. Not true. That's a heartbreak, really. I mean, I mean you're my work friends. You know. that, the question was, where do your friends yeah. come from? Anyway, let's, let's go We've live. We've been demoted that. to Wait. work acquaintances, let's go, right, let's go right. What is the solution? Because... Supposedly, because of you know all things digital, we're supposed to be deeply connected. But you know as well as I do, we're less connected. Yeah, your online friends, of course, are not really friends. You know, they're mm-hmm. kind of like ethereal. They're you know, there are a lot of people I believe uh, who are in a desert, a friendship desert, that they don't have deep friendships, 
anywhere in their lives. Mm. You know, you think about people like moving from place to place. Like during the during the pandemic, I think a lot of people moved in different places around the country because now for the first time you could work home you could work from home. You mm-hmm. could work from anywhere. So let me go find like I think this happened in the city of Pittsburgh. I, I I don't know if this is true or not. I think in my neighborhood I see this. There's been a population increase from people from out of the state who came to Pittsburgh because it was low cost. Easy to buy a, a, a house. nicer house, yep. not for a whole lot of money. If you're coming here from, you know, California or Texas or New York, this is like what was essentially a gigantic housing bargain. But then you move to Pittsburgh and you go, well, I have my friends, but I need friends here as well. Anyway, I saw the uh, an article in The Atlantic, and uh, the headline is A Creative Solution, A Creative Solution to the Friendship Desert of Modern Adulthood. It's by a, a woman by the name of Julie Beck. And in the article, she talks about friends, um, three friends who have done such a thing. And in one such a case, a woman um, moved from California to a different town, and she was essentially friend, friendless. So she started to go intentionally to events once things opened back up again. And she would approach women. And she would say, would you be interested in coming to an invitation-only women gathering where we could sit together and get to know each other? She just did this from her gut. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was... About nine or ten women said yes. And they met in this woman's house in the living room. And they started to have conversations. She likened it because the woman the, the, the woman who's featured in the article is from Iran. And in Iran, when she was growing up, arranged marriages, of course, were very common. So she's talking about the idea of arranged friendships, friendships where you would not normally be in a position, but you would force yourself and make a commitment to a friendship. You would show up every week, and this is what happened in this piece in the Atlantic. Every week, this group, it started out, I think, of 12 people. During the course of time, before this article was written, one person moved Two people said, this is not for me, but the core group of about eight or nine women stuck it out, and so they were writing about, this is what I learned, this is what surprised me, Mm. and I'm glad I did this because this is what happened. Isn't that fascinating? I love that idea of arranged friendship, Mm -hmm. only because we tend to think that it has to happen organically. You know, what well, we just, you know, we've been friends like my friends since yeah. we were 11 or something like that's not the case with everybody. And if you move to a different place, that's not going to be the case. And you're going to have to take matters into your own hands. And it's hard to meet people. It is hard to meet people. People that you connect Even with. At, so I would say, of course, my first recommendation is meet people at church. Meet people at your church. Even that's hard. But even that's hard. And depending on what kind of church you go to, first off, it could be, you know, a congregation that's not particularly friendly. But the other thing is hard to break in mm-hmm. to a new church. Maybe there's already established friend groups or, is. you know, people sit in the same spot uh, or you feel like maybe you're the wrong age for the church. Like there aren't very many people my age or, you right, know, I, right, w- right. I wish there were more people who had who didn't have kids or more people that do have kids, right. or, you know, whatever it is. And so the, then you end up having to find another church. Anyway, it's just a lot of time you're investing in not having a meaningful 
friendship. Yes. So, so I get that. So God bless this woman. Uh, so how long ago was this? This was at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Now, so could you imagine a inviting years. a bunch of strangers into your house and you're all wearing masks? How oh crazy that gosh. would have been? Oh, right. my gosh. So kudos for the urgency of saying, uh, even though the pandemic is going on. Right. So now apparently the masks are gone. Okay. And they're meeting and saying, hey, you know, I, I love in the article in the Atlantic, again, a creative solution to the friendship desert of modern adulthood. People use the word. I was surprised how quick, how quickly I love these women. Really? Because I think especially during this time, the isolation, all those different things that were going on, of course, which we all can recount easily still going on. People were desperate, are desperate for connection, Mm -hmm. no matter what your age. Right. Well, so I, I had an experience that I think is probably similar to that over a, a succeeding number of years. Um, I worked as a chaperone with uh, the Pittsburgh Girls Choir, oh, which yeah. is uh, located, you know, centered, headquartered in uh, the Oakland part of Pittsburgh. And my daughter was involved in it for seven years. And so each year I was a chaperone for the choir tour, which was either a week or two weeks, depending on where we were going. But the but I was pretty constant. Another woman was pretty constant. A third woman was pretty constant for all those trips. But the other five or six spots changed every time. All the different mothers who came and went. All changed. Or fathers. Right. Okay. So you, But you had one thing in common, which was the love of your daughters right. and the music and the, and the ability to travel, to be a chaperone, to make yes. sure things moved smoothly. Yes. But we're taking girls on planes, trains, oh and automobiles. God. Right. A little in, drama. Right. All around the United States to Europe. I mean, it was a lot of crazy mm-hmm. travel. And your, you know, your job is to not be a mother. Your job is to care for all the kids. Right. Right. So you've got 40 kids. You're all trying to make sure to stay alive during, you know, international travel. Good gravy. That group of women and men together was absolutely fascinating every time. Really? I did, I did eight different trips fascinating every time and each time i felt the same way they did which is i love these people and never would have came across their paths never would have never we're so different Mm -hmm. from different socioeconomic backgrounds different religious backgrounds just different parts of pittsburgh different you name it i it was wonderful every single time so aren't we doing ourselves a great disservice of course all of us are by being such narrow bandwidth of limiting ourselves to you know work friends church friends high school friends college friends we limit ourselves where we you do see that i mean anytime you travel with somebody in close circumstances there's you know some people that annoy you some people you absolutely love other people you can kind of give or take but i wonder how it is the idea of an intentional friendship an arranged an friendship. An arranged friendship. And how that would work, how that would make us as a society so much healthier, especially today where we distrust everybody right. you know, because of politics or because well, you name it, right? The closer we can get to each other and break those walls down, I mean, it would make this place, our world, our lives so the much more richer. How do we make that work? What's that model that there is an arranged friendship to help us break out of our stoicism mm-hmm. in how we see the world. Would you be willing to do yes, that? Yes, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. It would be very, very interesting to see that. Especially if you 
are coming to the group knowing that the other people also coming to the group are coming with the same level of commitment. Right. And everybody comes with a, a you know a certain amount of trepidation. Right. Who are these coconuts? Am I going to be? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Will there be anger? I'm a little shy. I'm awkward. I'm fearful. What about my faith? What about my socioeconomic status? Right. All those different things. I met a guy. I met a guy on uh, Craigslist who fixed my lawnmower. Now, we're not best friends, but this guy, Ron, shows up twice a year. He takes my mowers. I would never have met this guy. Mm-hmm. He's endlessly fascinating to me. He came yesterday. I went into the house after an hour with Ron. Blah, 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 blah. I told my wife one story after another. How's there a way for us to break out of our yeah. complacency, out of our shells? Yeah. You Especially see if you're lonely. If you feel like you are missing friendships it's i think we're at a place where you're going to have to take the initiative to find them i don't think i don't think i don't think they're going to just come find you i'm telling you the best way to do it is to go to is to go to a church is the it is the single best way to do it i agree but it's that's hard as well that's very very difficult and and not every church you go to is going to be a no listen when i joined this church that i've been at now for probably 15 plus years People were so kind and so they approached me. At the beginning? Yes. Well, pretty much so. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I could see, you know, and you could see that uh, the church I go to, somebody, a couple left who was at the church for 50 plus years who was renowned for how they reached out to newcomers, especially young newcomers. Mm. And brought them into the circle. That that was their mojo. Okay. They made this work. They wanted, they were hungry to meet younger believers and invite them into a circle. I think that changed their lives. As they were leaving, because they were leaving town to go live with their, their family and to be with their, close to their grandchildren, everybody acknowledged that. Everybody lifted them up and thought, how, what, what a wonderful thing you've done. When in uh, fact, what, the matter like is. Like how you've enriched our church? Yes. When in fact the matter is, it was a simple thing that they did. They availed themselves of new people. They mm-hmm. sought those new people out. Mm-hmm. And it changed them. Of course, it changed the people that they connected with. And it changed the church. But the intentionality of that, whether you're a believer or not, how do you do that? Now, look, this article in The Atlantic, you invite strangers into your house. People aren't going to do that. Well, People aren't going to do that. Look, you're going to invite – people are going to go, what's your first thought? Oh, I'm going to invite like a mass murderer into my living room. Right. And you're going to think about it's gonna that. going to case the joint and then right. it's all over. Exactly. I'm going to wake up in the middle of 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and the person I invited to my house all of a sudden is like taking the jewelry box, <laughs> right. running down the street. Hey, my friend, my friend. I'll be right back. <laughs> this arranged friendship didn't work. No, it's a fail right there. I don't know. I don't know because I know people it's are a good ang- thing. It's a good thing to talk about though. People are we should lonely. keep the conversation open because – there are, as you said, a lot of people who are looking for relationship mm-hmm. and just can't find a good place it's the to connect. Glue. When we come back, does this make sense? Oh, does this make sense? It might. All right. Chrissy's giving us the stink eye because it doesn't make stink. I mean, it doesn't make stink. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. Might make stink from Chrissy's perspective. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, 
Dante Bo, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. I think we've all been sold the bill of online school. That, you know, you can do it online just as easily as you can do it in person. Same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Same I mean, quality. You, can get, you can access the same teacher. You can access the same experience. It's really fine. We all know that's not the case. Right. There's a huge difference being in person in a room with other individuals and doing something digitally. So during the COVID pandemic, I look at my own kids and I think of the things that they missed out on. And I'm not just talking about classes. I'm saying, okay, I had one uh, child who was an athlete who, you know, the entire NCAA sports schedule got upended. I have another child who's involved in music and all those music performances got completely cut. I'm happy to tell you that over the last three, four months, I just feel like we're coming up, you know, out of this horrible haze we've been in. I've been able to see sporting events and I've been able to go to live concerts. And it just reinforces in my mind how important those extracurriculars are when you're talking about choosing a school for your child. Because community matters. So if you're thinking about next semester, next year, look at Grove City College because face-to-face, in-person, Christian men and women gathering together with an education, with a strong faith perspective, there's nothing like Grove City. Look online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College in person. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. New federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of black Americans eligible for lung cancer screening. Black men are the most likely Americans to die from lung cancer. And black people develop the disease earlier in life than others. Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who smoke or used to smoke. If that's you, talk to a doctor about lung cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, visit the National Lung Cancer Roundtable at nlcrt.org. Tonight, cloudy with a couple of showers and a low 48. Partial sunshine for tomorrow with a high 66. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy with a low of 56. Wednesday, mostly cloudy and warm with a thunderstorm and a high 73. And a bit of rain Thursday with a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. (laughs) Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The IRS. Oh. 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 No. The IRS is an abysmal failure that does not make any sense. Can we do better, please? Mm -hmm. Isn't there a better way here to ensure that there is money that supports the infrastructure that doesn't bleed us and then mess with us? 
doesn't make any sense at all. You think I, it makes sense? No. Oh, good. Okay. You kidding me? There are like, there are articles in several news outlets today about the incredible backlog that the IRS is trying to dig out mm. of because of COVID, and people who've been waiting for their refunds for you know ever ever. I've been waiting for a refund since 2020, um, a large refund that is nowhere in sight. We just got another letter last week saying, "Oh, you know, we we have delays. We're working on it." What's the I holdup? Mean, it's been. There's no explanation about what the holdup is. It just says we have delays. Now, look, I understand that everything with COVID is difficult. Sure. But all I'm saying is if I owed the IRS, oh. if my husband and I owed them the amount of money they owe us, they would be all me. over it. And we'd be paying interest the whole time. Yep. So now we're two years in. I bet that if we ever get our payment, we're not going to get the interest on it. No, of course you won't. My bad. You won't that even get an not, apology. That does not make sense. Oh, that, the IRS. John, that does not I am with make you 100%. Sense. The IRS does not make sense. Okay, does this make sense? <clears throat> Outdoor security lights. Okay. Oh, now, here's okay. the deal. Okay. We take a walk in our neighborhood. Took a walk the other day. It was dusk. Now, I knew this was coming. I got a neighbor down the street, a couple blocks away, has an owl, like a... Like a, I don't know, it's like two feet high owl that apparently has the eyeballs are red and they're motion detectors. So when you walk by the house, you're, you know, there you go. Your body goes by. The eyes of the owl like sort of shoot out. They see you break the, the you know. The, the plane? Yes. And then, seriously. It's it like looked, the football going across into the end zone. It's what it's like. It looks like all of a sudden as you walk by the owl. Like you're escaping from Alcatraz, and the guard tower has been lit up. I'm telling you, it's like seven thousand lights around the perimeter of the house. Just come on, boom, and you go, hey, hey. like it's way over the top. So does that make? Does you think that cuts down on crime? Is like someone goes, well, well, I bet it would cut down on crime. I, I bet it, I because you'd be t- terrified, wouldn't you, if you were going in to I'm rob not their house? Go there and, yeah, right. It just seems it's, like it also seems a little aggressive for the neighbors, like you. I don't think that makes sense. I'm I taking it back. I don't think it does make. It doesn't sense. make any sense. An IRS, no way. One hundred one point five W O R D. Coming up on Adventures in Odyssey. This is good stuff. See, falling. Connie participates in an incredible encounter between a young man named David and a huge bully called Goliath. Where is your challenger? You're only a stone's throw away from the excitement. I can't believe it. He did it. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly. 
And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. How about yesterday, church? Don't you love Palm Sunday? Yeah. It's really it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's a I celebration. Agree. It's just really good to see everybody and to be surrounded by people and a celebration, the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And uh, so then, after Jesus is in Jerusalem, he gets to work right away, right? I mean, he goes into that temple. He starts clearing house. And boy, that does not sit well with people. It sets things in motion, right? The chain is moving forward quickly for Holy Week. Michelle Van Loon is with us and uh, talking about Monday of Holy Week, about Jesus clearing the temple, and what does that look like? We we tend to focus on the anger. Michelle, uh, we'll talk about the, the, the wonderful work that you do as an author. But boy, Monday of Holy Week, that's a big day, isn't it? It is. There there are no palms. There there is no drama that kind of leads us into Good Friday or the silence of Holy Saturday or the celebration of Resurrection Sunday. But this is what some playwrights or, or fiction authors would call um, an inciting event. The thing that happens on that Monday where Jesus goes into the temple and... Um, gently, peacefully, or not, escorts uh, the money changers and vendors off the premises and drives them out, is um, it's a really important hinge point in the whole story. Okay. So talk about the significance, and maybe you've already answered this question, Michelle, but the significance of it happening during Holy Week. Well, it, this was between... Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and then the accumulation of all the other stuff that he did that um, alarmed the um, religious authorities around him and kind of put him on a um, no-fly list, if you will, where Mm -hmm. everyone was watching him. Um, When he went into the temple and disrupted um, 
the flow of commerce, people that all the pilgrims that had come into Jerusalem to prepare for um, celebrating the feast together as they were commanded to do in Leviticus, Leviticus 23. Everyone was there, and um, that whole money-changing operation was kind of developed so that people could buy and sell and trade um, material so that they could participate in temple worship. But, um, you know, it kind of got carried away. It was in the wrong place, and people were profiting off of this. And the people who most needed to be welcomed into the temple were being pushed out because of this practice. Right. And Michelle, that's why people, I mean, people love, I mean, a lot of people, Christians see Jesus, you know, in the temple and they go, that's my Jesus, man. I mean, he is righteous and he is angry. He is flipping tables, man. I mean, he is not to be messed with, but you see that. I mean, you also see another side of this where you talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, seeing the sorrow of Jesus. That's a whole other side of the anger, isn't it? Well, it's interesting that this, account is recorded in all four of the Gospels. Now, the one in the Gospel of John may have taken place in another time just based on the position of where it is in the text, but other, the other three Gospels all place this most certainly in those last days before Jesus' arrest and crucifixion and resurrection. In none of them is the word anger ever used. Really? Now, it's easy to infer anger because we don't have blissed out, calm and peaceful, friendly Jesus walking peacefully through the temple courts, showing people the door. We have a whip and we have um, the action of, of drama and some violence. You know, this isn't this isn't calm Jesus. This is Terminator Jesus. You know, like that's that would be the picture. This is blowtorch Jesus. We like to think we love that idea of him getting angry, but this action, I believe, was rooted in his deep compassion. Um, I and if you look at the account that's in Matthew twenty-one. This is the only one that carries that this detail, but the detail is so cool, which is he, he chases out all of the merchants and vendors. He says this, he quotes the scripture from the Old Testament, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. And then the very next verse after that says, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he cured them. And then there's reference about um, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes, you've prepared praise for yourself, referencing, again, the purpose of the temple as a place of, of welcome and connection with God and praise. It's symbolized and created space for that in the lives of the people who were who were flooding into Jerusalem. That was what it was meant to be. So it's interesting that it was, we kind of captured the idea of 
all of this, you know, tables being overturned and yelling. And I am sure that that is absolutely the chaotic kind of scene that we, we can imagine, but not everybody felt like they needed to leave. It's interesting who came in, in that very space. Okay. So that's interesting. I I had not thought of that. And I have to say, I I believe I've read this account uh, many, many times in my life and I did not understand or notice that the uh, verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them was in Matthew and not in the others. That's really interesting. So if he's, if he's Terminator Jesus, like you say, that's not that's not going to be a safe space for blind and lame people to come into. That's exactly right. And so I think sometimes we understand anger as, you know, throwing plates and screaming and yeah. all the rest because something is wrong. And that, like, God wired anger mm-hmm. into us to, to connect us to his desire for justice. Um, but it's also connected to compassion. And in particularly in this Matthew moment, we see how what compassion looks like in a setting that most of us just associate with anger. It's This is following um, the, the drama of his entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and it's followed by all the other events of Holy Week. But um, that this moment of turning over the tables and clearing the temple also speaks a lot to um, what made religious authorities mad, cut income stream. It upsets, you know, kind of the way that they'd arranged things to run. Um, And here was this, here was this, Jesus that was coming in. How dare he do that? And um, But there were people that saw clearly exactly what his actions were about. And that's, that's good news for us. That is good news. Yeah. I mean, Michelle, what I, I appreciate about this is, you know, when people are angry, and of course, when you see outbursts of angry, you don't generally see the after effects of the outburst of anger, right? I mean, the anger comes from somewhere and goes somewhere. And, uh, you know, as it explodes, there's also a, you know, like you're saying, there's also sorrow. There's also mm-hmm. this, you know, there's, there's all these different colors and tones. And it's not just one thing. So Jesus was absorbing all these things, you know, the outrage that the temple was turned into a market and it turned into something else, you know, where he wanted the holiness, he wanted the sacredness, the recognition of what goes on here is something that's not of this world. You know, so I I see that emotion, it swirls around in all sorts of different tones and colors, which I think is important to recognize. That's exactly right. So I think underneath the the way that we describe his anger, certainly uh, that that's what it looked like, but it didn't look like that to everybody. For some people, mm-hmm. it looked like welcome, and it looked like there was finally a place of, of safety and healing and welcome. Yeah. And so it, it's so interesting. This is how we go into Holy Week. 
he's saying the same thing to us. I One author who was writing about Jesus' anger, her name is Sarah Sumner, really sharp woman, she she wrote this quote, and I, I, I've got it here to share a couple of sentences. I, as I see it, Jesus must have been like a she-bear that scares everyone but her cubs. Almost instantly, it seems, Jesus got the wrong people out of the temple and the right people in. Oh, that's really so good. I, I was like, boom, mic drop. Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. And it's a very cool thought. In this, in this era where there's a lot of us that are walking around with big broken hearts because pastors fall and leaders fall and there's abuse and all kinds of, of chaos and money, money changing of all different kinds going on in a place to keep out the people who most need to be welcomed in um, before Jesus. And this is the Jesus who is at work, um, you know, it, it isn't always easy to see the exposure and the upheaval that's going on in the church right now. But if you can kind of hold on to the, to the truth that the Jesus who made a whip and who turned over tables did it to make space for those who are hurting, who are who are in need of somebody to say, "Come on in." Um, mm-hmm. This is this is the most wonderful kind of moment to be able to step into Holy Week with. Fabulous, really Michelle. Good. Thanks an awful lot. I really, really appreciate this perspective. It's not something that I had fully considered before. So, really uh, glad that you were able to bring that to fuller life. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, you guys, for having me, and have a really meaningful week this week and you a day yes. celebration Sunday. Look forward to it. Okay. It's the best week of the year. Michelle yeah, Van Loon, uh, she's the author of several books, which we love. Her latest is called Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. Michelle Van Loon. Look for her online and her wonderful works. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From curbside and next day delivery on over 160,000 auto parts to getting involved with the local communities. That's Napa know-how. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. 
They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006 towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com promo code is WORD. Friends, Jesus Christ hates death. He hates tombs. He didn't stay in his own tomb very long, and he doesn't want us to stay in ours either. Either the tombs that await us at the end of life or the ones we create for ourselves along the way. Join us at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, as we celebrate the wonder of Easter. Death is defeated. God is making all things new, even you and me. Are you interested in helping people with addiction? Do you want to help others through private practice counseling? Waynesburg University offers a 100% online Master of Arts in Counseling degree, as well as a Ph.D. in Counselor Education and Supervision. Visit waynesburg.edu. What do you think about living next to Heinz Field? Would you do that? No, it would be way too much. Only one, how many Sundays a year? Yeah, and you know what those Sundays are like. Yeah, you just stay home. Unless you were a season ticket holder, you just walk across the street. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I don't. I still don't. It's a it's a nice part of the city, though. Well, it's kind of a desert because what else is there? Well, but there's there's stuff along the riverfront. Yeah, I just I love that part of mm-hmm. the, I love the the North Shore riverfront. Well, apparently, uh, very early talks are underway between representatives of the Carnegie Science Center and Walnut Capital. Walnut Capital has been a, a big presence here in the city of Pittsburgh in development. Mark Cuban's group, right? Whether it's retail or uh, housing, but um, you know the parking lot at, at uh, the Carnegie Science Center, not a real big space. Mm-mm. But they're saying, what if we built an apartment tower right there and had a parking garage underneath? Oh, for the Science Center to use? Mm-hmm. And Oh, interesting. So now, of course, uh, I think it was last month, the Pirates said that they were going to build an apartment building across the street from PNC Park. I'd much rather, like... I'd there. Mu- much rather it over there. Me too. Yeah. There's not there's not a whole lot over by the Science Center. I mean, you're getting kind of close to Western Avenue and right. Allegheny West there. But but if you were over by PNC Park, you're right on Federal Street. I would much rather. It's a quick walk yeah. into town, right, or a bike ride or whatever. Right. And again, like I said, you're right by the North Shore bike route. But if you were like, you know, a big baseball fan and you could That'd just. That'd be fun. I'll be a blast, right? Mm-hmm. And you would have a nice view of the city. Right. If you were up high enough. Yeah, if if PNC Park wasn't in your way. Right. If you have like a second floor that's, that's, apartment, you're not seeing much. In reading about that, they're saying that the apartments at PNC Park would not rise above the the structure itself. Oh, well then. Right, which would have, it would be like Wrigley Field with the Cubs, you know. Anyway, so it feels as though, and this has been the talk forever and ever and ever. Wait, are these to purchase or are these rentals? Rentals. Although I guess, you know, you could probably, you know, depending 
condos or whatnot. Mixed use, and you know, this always makes you a little leery. Mixed use retail, right, always retail on the bottom floor. What's retail nowadays? Can exactly. you imagine retail That's over over in that area? I mean, what what, what kind of places? It has, are you to, going it has to be exclusively pirate content because who else is going to be but then that's only half the year right i don't know anyway that's not in our income bracket anyway no it isn't i'm not (laughs) concerned about it nobody called and offered us space right but there is conversation about apartments at pnc park and heinz field somewhere in the future right all right would you live downtown i would like to live downtown okay yeah but if there was a grocery store and that's supposed to be coming as well. Yeah, but it's been it, supposed to be coming for the last ten years, right? But you know, to have that the minute, I'd rather live in Oakland, quite honestly. Me too. Have a good, have a great night. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.